episode of Apple Juice Podcast where we're going to be talking about the juicy parts, the tea of being an apostolic, especially young women. And we here are, we here are, we are here. <laughs> we are here with our very first special guest. She is a sister of mine, practically. She's my cousin, but I consider her my sister. She's one third of a trio, iconic trio. The other third of the trio is here, but she's behind the scenes. She's a little camera shy, but maybe she'll come in sometime soon. But for today, we have our, my twin. Just kidding. But she is um, my sister, of course. My I call her my singing soulmate, but I think that's too intimate for her. She calls me my singing partner in crime. 22 years old, <laughs> the district treasurer of the DLD MLP, our local praise team leader, local general treasurer of our church, they can take care of the big money, leader of a life group, my life group, life group number four, right? Yep. Yes, represent. life group number four, best life group there is. And um, she graduated Bible college in 2021. This girl is educated, beautiful, she has it all. The voice of an angel. Oh, God, leave. The <laughs> But here we are with the one and only Ana Rosa Casares. Woo-hoo. I'm going to be like Sam for my Carly and Chris a little. Anyways. I'm not going to. I forgot about single. Oh, and. Okay. You okay. Don't okay. You don't have to And I name. know you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's wondering. <laughs> Nobody's wondering. And I know you guys are going to oh ask me later goodness. on, so let me just go ahead and include it right now. This woman, she is single, but she is. You know, I think she's right now looking for her journey more in Christ than she is for a man. But if a man comes along, we always say we're not gonna we're not gonna stop it, right? But she's she's a single strong woman of God. Anna, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait. All right. Yes. Praise the Lord, everybody. Um. Like Carolina said, my name is Anna. Um. I'm. 22 and I have three brothers one older and two younger um, just a little background of me of, of my life right now both of my parents are in ministry my dad is a minister currently the district uh, president for the men and my mom at the local level is the president of the women um, and they every Thursday have a life group as well ours is on Wednesday um, but yeah so fun facts about me I really like to travel and explore and experience the things nice <laughs> so today we're going to talk about our growth in ministry more specifically Ana Rosa's growth in ministry so Ana Rosa can I just I kind of want to know in the church like where you PK GPK wait <laughs> GPK BGK. Me. G. Whatever. I was talking about grandchildren of a pastor. But you go ahead on. (laughs) Grandchild? All right. Okay. What are you? What are you? Well, what am I? Well, um, (laughs) (laughs) just so much much going on there. (laughs) But personally, I did not grow up in the Apostolic Assembly. I started out in a Catholic church is where my parents had me. I was baptized in the Catholic beliefs um, as a little baby. (laughs) <laughs> okay okay <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay so um, you you were in the catholic church for how long um i think until i was like seven years old i okay. honestly don't remember too much about being at the in the catholic church yeah so for like maybe like seven years and then i went into a christian church but it wasn't apostolic i think it was like baptist or something like that 
Um, and I was there for a pretty good time. That's kind of where I was introduced to Praise Team, if that's really what you could call it over there. Over, it's a lot different compared to the Apostolic Assembly. Um, everything is really quiet. It's almost like crickets. There's only like one person singing, the guitar player, that's it. Um, but that's how I was introduced, and I think that's where I, where I first found God. I didn't truly really know him at that point in my life, but I first found him there. Um, and from there, maybe when I was like 12 or 13, we moved into the Apostolic Assembly, um, and I've been there ever since. Wow, okay, so you're not apostolic at birth, but you were born again in the Apostolic Assembly. First generation. Freak. All right, very good, very good. So, Anna, I know that there are some girls out there wondering, and I've asked this question myself when I was younger, what are some steps that you suggest girls should take when starting their ministry? Well, I think something that's very important is just understanding why you want to join ministry. I think first, things first. Right. Because I think a lot of us, maybe starting, have the perception of, oh, look, that musician looks really cool, I want to be like them. Or, oh my gosh, that singer looks really cool, I want to be like them. But the truth is that the only reason they look cool and they look good, what they're doing is because they're truly praising God, right? And I feel like if our conviction, the only reason why we want to do it is to look cool, or right? Or to have be like, pulpit. yeah, or yeah. to have that position, right? Um, if that's our only reason for doing it, then maybe we should take a step back and be reflect. like, mm, you know, really, right. truly reflect on yourself because you really won't last long in ministry. There's a lot of things that are difficult and you have to go through difficult times, even dealing with people, right? We know we love our brothers and sisters in Christ, but, you know, some of them, it can get a little difficult, but right. you have to show them the love of, of God. And if we're not doing all those things to improve in ourselves, right, as well, you know, to show that love of Christ, then gonna have a hard time so I think the very first thing is just to look at that if we're willing to do anything um but yeah I think you're just looking at first look into why you want to do it and after you realize that okay yes I want to do this because God is good um and I love him then okay let's talk about what are the next steps so I think first of course is that prayer life it's very important to have your prayer life strong I know that's something that you know, sounds simple enough, but I think a lot of us really struggle with that. To be honest, I can include myself into that. You know, sometimes, be honest. sometimes you just want to go to sleep at the end of the night. You don't want to even pray five minutes. You just want to, and then that like cuestas, that like that. That cuestas, and then you turn your phone on and watch TikToks for another thirty minutes, maybe an hour, right. and go to sleep super late. But you could, have, you didn't have time to pray. Or three hours. Exactly. <laughs> Wake up late for work the next day and everything. <laughs> but <laughs> it's really me, dude. No, it's not. I, Pastor, don't tell me to this one. No, but that's just, it's the truth, right? It's what what we do sometimes. But I think that disciplining ourselves in those areas like prayer, reading the Bible, you know, really truly seeking God first is something that we need to strive and we need to keep, um, like, keep fast, if that's the right way to say that, you know, keep that really strong in our hearts that we need to keep searching for God. Um, But I think one of the next things that we can do is, you know, talk to your pastor, have a relationship with your pastor, your pastor's family, um, that we can ask them, you know, what is their what is there a need of in the church? Because sometimes we only want specific positions. We're like, well, if I'm not preaching on Friday, then I don't want it. If I'm That's not leading true. worship, I don't want it. But the That's truth true. is, even cleaning the church, we need to be willing to do those things, right. you know, willing and able um, to clean the church. To Oh, there's a Sunday school teacher. Oh, there's no teachers. OK, I'll help with that. Right. Oh, there's nobody to cut the grass. Oh, OK, I'll do that. Because all these things are still important. And we're still serving God when we do those things for right. our church. That's true. That's true. We have to have that servant heart, right? We can't just go in being like, well, I only want to be on the praise team because they look the coolest. 
not the same. Not, I'm on the praise team, so I'm a little biased. <laughs> but, like, not – you shouldn't have that kind of mentality. You definitely need to have that servant heart where you're like, okay, I'm here to serve in whatever that's needed. Whatever I'm going to serve, you know – the food when it's time to be serving food. I'm going to stay and clean up afterwards, even though I'm really tired. I want to go home. I'm going to do all these other things. <laughs> Sorry. She said I do. Wait, what'd you say? I was a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I said when you're really tired and want to go home. Oh, yeah. I like to stay and clean. 100% is That's not okay. Yeah. We need to work on that. But, you know, if you want to grow in your ministry, you really got to be like, I'm going to put the 110% in anything. Mm -hmm. And maybe we don't want to be in that cooking ministry at first. Maybe we don't want to be in that Sunday school ministry at first. But they show you qualities, right? So, I mean, God knows what he's doing. We just got to trust in him and have that servant heart. All right. So, Anna, question number two. I feel like you answered this already, but okay. what are some things that you think helped you personally grow in your ministry? Okay, well, I think personally it's very important for us to find spiritual role models in the church. Ooh. People that we can look up to, very right? Nice. And people that can keep us accountable. Even if it's like, for example, me and Carol, I feel like in our relationship, you know, that we've grown together, we've grown so much. And I think it's so important to be like, well... Carol can be like to me, Anna, I don't think you should be wearing that girl. That might be a little too see-through for being up there. You know, maybe okay. that's a little too short, you know, know or vice versa. But honestly, there's so many little things that maybe. Hey, okay, remember to pray. Yeah, there's, or right. Or we even talked about, Carol will tell me, oh, Anna, I've been, you know, I've been really praying good, you know, and I've been praying every day and I just like want to tell you about it. And then to me, that motivates me, okay, I need to get on top of it if I wasn't already or those kind of things. You know, someone you can relate to, but also maybe like an hermana at your church. Like for example, for us, it'd be like my pastor's wife. Um, we love you. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> we love you, but you know, it's very important to have people that, you know, they can really maybe give you that tough love that you need sometimes. Right. Cause sometimes we think we're doing everything right when truly we're not. And we need that, that realness, someone to talk to us in that way so we can, you know, be accountable and be like, okay. Yeah, maybe we need a change. <laughs> Sorry. Pastor. <laughs> real talk. Yeah, it's because Pastor was, um, Dr. was out of the window. He's like, real talk? Ooh, I'm not okay with this. Period. No, it's, it's good, though. No, for sure. But like that's, Yeah, have that, have that serious conversation that can be, you know, not just telling you the things you want to hear, yeah. telling you the things you need to hear. Right. Yes. The truth. All right, Anna. This is the third in this section. Well, Carol, do you, don't you want to answer these yourself, or you oh, don't want uh, to? All right, yeah. Or let me ask you. So, Carol, but what? So that would be like one of the first things that I think of, to be honest. Right. But what is something that you think you know that would that helped you in your spiritual growth? Something that's helped me a lot in my growth is remembering I'm not doing this for the pastor. I'm not doing this for the church. I'm not doing it to look good. I'm doing it 110 percent for Christ, the souls that need to be saved and all these people that are potentially maybe even looking up to me, you know? Like, maybe we don't even realize how many of these little kids are looking up to you, how many of them are like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm not saying I'm someone that is, like, 10 out of 10 you should be looking up to or anything, but, like, one in my not, and Anna knows this, she can be my... Witness. Witness. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Anna. The, the Nirmana came, she said, oh, and Mana, like, Dixie and Andrea, there's these two little girls that are at our church, that they like to play us. Yeah. That they're like, I want to be God or I want to be Anna. And they start worshiping. They start worshiping. Yeah. And, or like Dixie's like, oh, I'll buy those shoes because I think Kato would wear those shoes. 
And I don't even realize those little footsteps that are falling right behind me, you know? And I want to make sure that everything that I'm doing reflects well for them. And I'm doing the right thing to help those souls. And I'm growing in my ministry to let those little girls know that they can grow into their ministry too and that we can grow together and that we're going to be able to go and seek souls together in what I'm doing in whatever position of leadership. In whatever position of leadership, um, you know, it's not for the pastor. Although I love pastor, it's not for the pastor, it's not for the ministers, it's not for the position, it's for the souls. Mm. Right? Yes. All right. Um, what are some words of encouragement that you would give to these young ladies? Just a little phrase. Okay, so it's a little free. Something free for you guys. <laughs> you know how people say that? No. <laughs> They're like this one this one's free. I'm not I'm not gonna charge you for this one. This oh, one's free. But I think the biggest encouragement that I can give you guys is something that you guys can remember is that you don't need a position to spread the word of God. Mm -hmm. You don't need a position to influence other people around you, right? So, you know, maybe we really want to be that worship leader, but you know, it starts with a little. God says here, I I anotarlo. <laughs> yes, I'm going to pull it yes. out. God says in Luke 16, 10, he says, One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. So we have to start at the bottom, okay? We can't start at the beginning. We can't. And it's, it, it is what it is. We have yeah. to serve God when nobody's looking. You know, if we have $5 and then somebody begging and they look like they're in need, right? We're, we have those $5. We can either give it to them and be like, oh, well, I don't know what they're doing. Let me walk the other way, right? But it's really what counts is your integrity when nobody's looking. Well, some words of encouragement I would give uh, to these young girls is it's about our heart and our willingness. It's not at all about how good you are. It doesn't matter how you look, it doesn't matter none of that, right? You know, don't let that discourage you. Don't think like, oh, I'm not as pretty as these other girls, I'm not as outgoing as these other girls, I'm not as talented and senior-wise or whatever. Like, Jesus doesn't care about that. He really doesn't. He wants you with your willing heart and that you're there to serve 110%, period. All right, Anna, what is a number one quality that you think is necessary for growth in ministry? So one word, one quality. Well, I thought about this one, but I ended up with two words. Oh, I know. <laughs> ended up with two words. But I feel like um, one is the one we already talked about, but I think they honestly, they're both just so important that I couldn't, like, right. you know, put it down. I couldn't okay. just pick one. So first, willingness. I think, like I was saying right. earlier, you have to be willing to do absolutely anything, not just, um, you know, preach on Fridays, but you need to be able to, be willing and able to like cut the grass if there's nobody else to cut the lawn you know mm -hmm. to mow the lawn that you have to be willing to throw out the trash clean the bathroom scrub the toilets even you know not just oh to be served because ser to be in ministry isn't to be served you're supposed to be serving others right mm -hmm. um so willingness and humility oh that's willingness. my word <laughs> willingness yes, and humility. humility and i think that one's so important and i have another verse here in first peter 5 6 mm -hmm. it says humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of god so that at the proper time he may exalt you i think even just looking at that verse i think it really shows that we need to humble ourselves and then god will exalt us in the right time right yes. and always remembering that it's god's timing Maybe 
maybe we feel like, oh, well, now is my time. I think I'm the best singer here. Ooh, look, Ooh. we're already stumbling into a problem, right? You know, I think I'm the best singer right now, so I think I should be leading worship. No, humble yourself. Right. And then when it's God's timing, he will exalt you. He will put right. you in those positions easy, easily. There's yeah. not going to be anything that be able to stop you from getting into that position because God's going to give right. it to you. But if you're trying to force yourself in there, then that's how you know it's not for you. Right. God's not opening the doors. You know what I learned, to be honest, in my walk with Christ is that if you don't humble yourself, God will do it for you. Mm-hmm. God will do it for you. He'll humble you. He humbles me so fast. Like, the moment I get a little bit of a big head, God's like, okay, Carol, stop talking. And he humbles me so quickly. But, you know, I appreciate it because it makes me, it reminds me who I am. You know, it reminds me that I just need to serve God. But humility is 110%, number one, most important. In ministry, you need to remember to be humble. Pride, mm-hmm. There's no space for pride in ministry. If Once pride sneaks in there, your it's ministry over. is going to start dying just gonna start dying or it's not gonna grow in the right way and you don't want that right in my opinion mm. okay Anna what is oh well that kind of answers my second question which is something that you think impedes growth well, you answered that sorry one. but yeah. I did also have the same word pride mm-hmm. right because like God was saying but I also have another two verses for oh us my to look up oh. um so Proverbs 11 2 says that when pride comes then comes disgrace but with humility comes wisdom so i think that goes with what Gato was saying right we could be like you know god could have blessed us with this talents right and these different things but as students we become prideful god will humble you you will you might get this opportunity maybe you force yourself into it right you get this opportunity so i think this goes along with what you were saying right that as soon as we get that prideful heart god comes and he humbles us and it could be you know when we're maybe we are leading worship maybe we finally got the opportunity because you've been persistent right and maybe you've been trying and being like pastor let me do it i can do it let me do it let me do it right but even though it wasn't your timing pastor's like fine you know just so you can calm down i'll let you do it and then as soon as you get up there you don't you freeze and you don't know what to do because that's God's, God's not revealing anything to you. He's not giving you any words, right, to speak unto the congregation. Mm-hmm. Because you are you just wanted to praise yourself, right? You wanted to exalt yourself and be like, look how good I am. He's like, you hear the sound of your own voice. Dang! But you're like, look how good I am, right? I, I'm up here praising God, but you truly just wanted to exalt yourself. And because of that, it comes disgrace, right? When pride comes, then comes disgrace. Because truly, all you wanted to do was exalt yourself. So God mm-hmm. is like, absolutely not. That's right. absolutely not. But with humility comes wisdom. In Proverbs 16, 5, it says, The Lord detests all the proud of heart, but be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. So I I think this, again, just shows that God will have accountability with all of us. You know, he sees what's in our hearts, even if we try to pretend that, you know, what we have in our hearts isn't in there, that we truly have God in our hearts, even though it's really, oh, I just want them to hear how good I am. I just want them to see how good I am, right? But God knows what's in your heart, so he will have accountability with us. It says right here, they will not go unpunished. That's kind of crazy. That's, you know what? I feel like that is so important to think of when you see someone else that you're like, should they even be up there? You know, and we shouldn't think like that, first of all, right? We should not be trying to compare ourselves to others and being like, how come I can't do this, but that person, they're up there, they're up there, and I know for a fact, stop it. They're <laughs> up there, and I know for a fact they're doing this, this, and that, you know? And, you know, you just need to remember God's going to take care of them when it's time. But it's not your place to decide. And I feel like that's, I need to remember that too. Like we need to not be comparing ourselves or looking at others. There's a verse, and I believe it's in the book of Matthew. I believe. And it says, it talks about like, 
don't look at the splinter in someone else's eye when there's like a whole log in yours. The only reason I remember is because I drew a big old log in an eye. I believe it's in Matthew. I'm, not, I'm being that serious. I like that book. But I'm pretty sure, um, you know, like don't be looking at others. You should reflect on yourself yeah. instead. Apply the word of God to yourself more than you should be applying it to others. God's going to take care of it when it's time. Yeah. You shouldn't be like comparando, you know. You mm-hmm. shouldn't be worrying about what other people are doing. Because just like God will humble you, he will humble them. I feel like we need to remember that. I need to remember that. That yeah. was for me. No, I think that I one's... Oh, Dang. stop lying. There's it's, No, it's in, it's in Matthew. No, she literally found it. Luke 6, 41 to 46. Dang. What is it? It says, why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wood of being in your own? Dang. Okay, wait, I, I kind of quoted it right, But though. you weren't in Matthew. Dang. It was in the, the book of Luke. Yes. I swear it's in Matthew, dude. I'm going to look it up later. Did you literally just read it to you? It was in Matthew, like, four. No. Dude. She literally just read it to you. All right. all right but no i think honestly that's something that we should all really take to heart because i feel like even you know even the holiest of people that be like i never do that yes you do you know right. everybody does that like it or not everybody low-key ju- judges other people at maybe one point in their life more than other points right because we grow to learn that we shouldn't be doing that right. you know but we all go through a point that we do do that and right. we just have to be honest with ourselves and really have to reflect on that and then ask god for forgiveness right. that's the only that's the all we can do but we have to accept the fact that we do do that that's true that's true we gotta we gotta accept reflect (laughs) repent oh Oh. (laughs) (laughs) accept reflect repent Anna, do you have any like (laughs) there's one in matthew too Oh my gosh, I knew it! Matthew, is it four? Seven, three. Oh, so and this, this one says, you look at the bit of sawdust in your friend's eye, but you pay no attention to the piece of wood in your own eye. I knew mm-hmm. it. So like but no, I feel like the one, you quoted Luke more I did than quote Luke more, but it was also in the book of Matthew. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Whatever. Um, is, do you have like a story of you being humbled by Jesus? Dang, you should tell me to think about that. I have, I have a good story while you think. Okay. Okay. Oh, I can't listen to you and think at the same time. Oh my god. All right, guys. This is a story of one of the many stories that Carolina got humbled because I get humbled all the time. Jesus is good to me and he humbles me. But one time when I was well, not one time when I was around seventeen, I got a car and I was so happy. I was so like, I I was feeling myself because I got my Ford Focus and I was just so happy and I make a muy muy because I had a car. It wasn't even the año, but I felt like, I was like, don't even touch me. I have a car driving in and out of school, whipping my keys around my finger. And we know. No, that's not, the, that's not what I was thinking of. Let me recite the story. All right. I felt really cool because I was okay. I was about 16 years old. And I felt really cool because I was driving my mom's van because <laughs> she was in Mexico at that time. I was driving my mom's van to work, and I felt really cool because I was working as a secretary at a Ford dealership and I thought it was really cool and I felt like I was the coolest girl in the world because I wasn't working at a restaurant because antes I was and now I was working at a dealership I felt like a big girl I felt like I was like don't even talk to me I mean I'm not really but kind of right and um then my mom came back (laughs) I didn't have a car and I and it was really far away it was like a city away so I had to take the bus the local bus and there's no shame in driving and taking the bus but I had to take the bus to like the local like interurban trolleys to get to my job, and I found that I found that so humbling. Like I would, people from my work would, or from my school would see me getting on the bus, and I was so embarrassed. 
but I shouldn't have been. It's fine, but you know, as a 16 year old, you get embarrassed about everything. So I was so embarrassed, and I was like, Jesus, God, you're really humbling me right now because I shouldn't have thought like had this big old fat head because I had this job. Like I'm no one. What do I think? What do I look like? And then God blessed me with a car, and then I had a fat head, and then I got in a car crash. And then my radio didn't work. Dang. <laughs> oh, gosh. God so God's been humbling me. You know, the moment I get a fat head, he humbles me. But, yeah, that's a little story. You have one, Anna? Mm, well, I feel like... Ding. Something. Though it's not in your notes. Don't look at no, me. No, I know it's not my notes, but I feel like I might remember if I do that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dang, I'm always so bad at this. But I feel like there's just so many times... I don't know. It's because I don't know if I would say humbly or... Like a moment you're like, dang, I really am no one. Like, I need to remember that it's Jesus, not me. Or do you think you never, like, got to that point? That's okay, too. It's because I feel like there's so many different things that I can, you know, say about my life that are, like, I don't know if it would be a humbling moment, but I really thought, like, dang, you know, like, I really have to get my life back together and really focus on God because you start focusing on other things. Go and then, You know, all right. Tell us. All right. I made my own question. <laughs> well, I feel like something that truly, like, showed me, like, really there's no other way other than God, and you just have to, like, you know, truly, until you get to that point, you're not going to understand what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? But I felt like maybe during high school was a tough time for me, to be honest. I went through a lot of things. I had a lot of different things happening that was so like, oh, my gosh, I don't know. I, I didn't know, you know, what was going on. I felt like in the moment, no matter what age you're at, in the moment, that feels like your whole life. Like, you're never going to get out of it. That's all. Right. And I feel like specifically for me, I was going through a lot and I had a, a job. I used to work at McDonald's. I mean, we have to take that out because sponsorship issues. No, I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> but no, I used to work at McDonald's, and instead of going to school, I would go to work. And honestly, I don't know how that's legal. <laughs> I don't know how that's legal. Wait, but alleged, allegedly, you went to oh, work. Oh, allegedly, allegedly, I went to work. Right, right. And you know I didn't I mean? go to school. And I think that I did that to avoid my problems, to be honest, to avoid the fact that I hadn't been going to school, that I hadn't been keeping up with my grades, that I hadn't been, you know, you know, I was just losing control of my school life. So I was like, okay, instead of focusing on that, I'm going to focus my attention to work somewhere that I'm actually making money. I can just pretend that high school is not going on right now, even though I had to, you know, keep going and thank God God is good. I graduated because God is good. But with my diploma, period. Anyways, but, you know, throughout that time, I think I was really just focusing on myself. I wasn't, I was still going to church and I was still part of the praise team and all of that. But honestly, God wasn't my focus. I was focusing more on myself and on my own strengths. Um, and I think that's why I was, you know, keeping that all to myself. And I think it's something that I forgot is that I need to cast my anxieties to God. Right? Everything like that I went through. Like what it says through. in Peter 1, 5, 9, 10. <laughs> no, I think it's 9. Um, 7. Oh. No, First yes. Peter 5, 7. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And I think it wasn't until, until I truly... <laughs> I think yeah, always, always. It wasn't laughing. until untrue. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> it wasn't until I really decided to be like, you know, what am I doing? You know, I had to come back to myself and be like, what, what, what are my plans? Am I not gonna graduate high school or what? And that was never the plan. Even though I wasn't going to school and even though I wasn't doing any of my work, I still wanted to graduate. You know, and that might be asking for a lot. But God is good, and guess what I did? <laughs> I did graduate. And I, that was a lot of work that I had to catch up on a lot of things. And I thank God that I was still able to graduate with my class and, you know, walk the graduation, you know, walk on, on the stage, get my diploma and all of that. God is so good. Uh, but it wasn't until I truly had to look back and been like, okay, what am I doing right now? Why haven't, you know, 
God, what is happening right now? You had a reflect. We know what did we say? <laughs> what did we say? Except, you said reflect and, and repent. Period. I really, I really had to, and I really That's had to. Yeah, I really had to look at my life and to see what I was doing and. You know, I noticed that I wasn't focusing on God, even though right. I did grow up learning that, you know, give your anxieties to God, you know, talk to God when you're going through things. And sometimes we say that, but we don't really live it. And I think that's what I was doing back then. So I think that is something that really made me focus more on God. Right. And really, what is the word? That's prioritize. No. No, but I think that was one of the. What the <laughs> I don't think that's the word. But that was when I, I truly uh, understood that, you know, it's not me. It's God. And I have right. to, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what's happening in my life, I have to go bring it back to God. Right. I have to bring it back to the beginning, right? And be like, God, okay, this is happening to me. Right. Give me some advice, God, basically, right. right? Show me what to do. Like, I don't, I'm losing control because I can't do it by myself. Right. I, I can only do this with you, you know? Mm. So that's another way to be humbled. Yes. Remember that it's not you, it's Jesus. Period. Period. All right, Anna, to reflect. Okay. What are some mistakes that you personally made, other than the ones you just mentioned, that you may advise other girls not to do? Okay, I didn't write anything down for this one, but I think. Because you make no mistakes. No, that's Humble not true. yourself, Anna. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> no, I think I didn't write anything down for this one because I just wanted to see how everything went and then, like, think of something and oh, be okay. like you know i could think of something no, but if you guys missed it and i it you're so mean <laughs> <laughs> oh okay i think something that i did honestly that i i really regret doing mm -hmm. right is um back in the day i used to focus too much on what other boys the different opportunities other boys got mm. that I felt like, why can't I do that? Right. You know? But yeah, I think that was something that truly I, I feel like I struggled with was the fact that I felt like some of these boys that maybe weren't going to church as much or maybe weren't dedicating themselves as much or not giving their time or, you know, they just wanted to be there when they wanted to be there and they didn't want to be there while I was there all the time. Right. And I'd be like, well, Pastor, why are you going to use them just because they're boys? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Use me. Right. But the truth is that. Again, you know, you need to humble yourself, be like, okay, well, let me see, you know, let me take a step back and see all this stuff that's happening. Because honestly, maybe it wasn't fair, right, that all those things were happening, but that doesn't mean that I had the authority or had the right to take those places, right, or to do those things just because I wanted to do that, right, just because I thought that I was more dedicated or whatever, whatever. But I think that brings me back to the point that now I understand that you don't need a position to spread the word of God. And yeah. truly, that is the the core of what everything's about, you know, yeah. is to reach those souls and to speak about God. And you don't need a position to do that. You don't need to be recognized to do that. And I think, boom, thank, wait, let me let me pause right there. I think a lot of us, you know, sometimes you go through life and we do our ministry because we want to be recognized by others. But yeah. we need to understand that we're not going to be. And when we don't get recognized, maybe we're going to be like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. But that that just shows that you weren't doing it for the right reasons in the first place. Right. So. <laughs> what? Right. It's because it's no. Brother Julio at the one event we went to uh, two weeks ago in Grand Rapids, he was talking so much about ministry not being at the pulpit. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be focused at the pulpit. And if that's where your focus is, if that's where your goal is, you're not doing it right. And you need to reflect on what you're doing because... It shouldn't matter about, you know, your title. It shouldn't matter about how many people hear you. 
It shouldn't matter about how many people know your name. It shouldn't matter about how many souls you're reaching. How many people do you talk about Jesus? Do you reflect Jesus in your life? You know, the way you walk and they tell, like, there's something in that's the skipping a step, mm. right? There's, like, something different about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, so honestly. It's but good. there's something different about it, and I'm like, I need to know. But, you know, we should definitely be remembering that ministry, if you think it's at the pulpit, you're getting it confused with something else. Yeah. Something it shouldn't be. I feel like something that also can keep us humble, you know, when we start, um, maybe because, well, you know, maybe when you start getting invited to different places, boy or, or girl, right? Maybe you get invited to preach somewhere, you get invited to give a service, or maybe got, give a conference, right? Lead mm-hmm. worship. We have to remember that they're not inviting us just because we're cool people. They're inviting yeah. what we have inside of us. Like you were they're saying. They're inviting your anointing. Exactly. Like you were saying, they don't invite us. They invite who comes with us, right? Who's in us, Ooh. which is the Lord. The Lord Jesus. And the anointing that he gives us, like you said. Yes. <laughs> Here's the last question of the day. And then we have a fun question. What are some things that you, Ana Rosa Cáceres, regret not doing in your life? You regret not texting that guy back. You regret, I'm just kidding. Girl. What do you regret? You regret. No, to be honest, I feel like something that I regret doing. <laughs> you regret not, your childhood. No, I have never tried to do okay. that ever. And I don't regret that. <laughs> But I think um, she's a quiet woman. I those, am. Those I are am. listening. Oh my god! You have to shoot your shower, Donna, because she's not gonna do it, guys. <laughs> I'm not gonna do you it. You have to let her know your intentions. If you think she's cute, oh my god, go up to her <laughs> and mention Naruto oh. or Haikyuu. If it's not about the Lord Jesus Christ, you want to hear about anime or One Piece. You really like? <laughs> you really like One Piece? Mention it, That's and so I promise you, you'll have her for life. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's so funny. No, but I think. <laughs> uh, what are some regrets that you have that you wish you would have done? I think honestly, this just in general of my life. I I wish that when I was younger, I was a little bit more outgoing, just in mm. general with everybody, so I can like you know, shooting your shot. No. Oh. <laughs> No, just not. outgoing, outgoing. Yeah, just right. outgoing. So I could have made maybe more friends or even, you know, when we met those people, maybe like at youth camp or, you know, at, at different places, events that we used to go to, I didn't have that, oh, well, let me go talk to that preacher, right? Let me go talk to that sister. She was so good. Let me go talk to her. No, because I was shy, right? And I didn't mm. want, I didn't, I just didn't, I didn't know what I was going to say to them. I didn't know, or maybe in my head, I didn't know what I want to say, but I was like, no, in my heart, no, I'm just going to go do something else, you know? But I regret not taking that step and, you know, maybe becoming closer to them or maybe learning from them. You know, you miss the opportunity to learn from them just because you're shy, you know, or different things. Or even, like, for me, little side story, right? But I feel like one of the main reasons I even got into, like, district ministry, even in the first place, like, even singing at camp and all of that, was because I asked our president at the time, which was Brother Hector, shout out. um, Which was Brother Brother, Hector. (laughs) That was Brother Hector. I asked him, I was like, well, Brother, how, how do we become, how do we start and you know seeing for camp how do you do that or how do, how do you choose people and i feel like back at that time there wasn't really a way but after i asked that they started you know they started seeing me they started including me more to yeah. be honest so i feel like that is something very important that we just need to take initiative Ooh, boom pow that's my, that's my point of take that whole thing. you need to take initiative and you know again ask what would you guys need any help with anything doesn't matter if you don't get what you wanted. Do you need any help with anything? I'm here. And you just have to be, let yourself be made aware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep adjusting it. Skin is sticky soon. Jess, I agree 
I agree. Taking initiative is very important. As someone that's naturally outgoing, I probably annoyed the crap out of Hector during that time because I remember <laughs> constantly asking him, like, hey, whenever you need help, I'm here. Whenever you need help, like, I was probably annoying as heck, but I was there helping out, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to help, so God is good. I think something I do regret, let me think really good. One of the things I regret the most is is um, comparing myself to others and not guys. I compared myself to girls. Because, I mean, I feel like no se compara with guys and girls. Like, I'm like, okay, I know for a fact there's no way in the world I'm ever going to be preaching. I'm ever going to be, you know, leading prayer over this huge group in the church. Like, I'm not going to ever be a pastor. And I accepted that, and I don't ever want to be a pastor. And I think God, I'm a girl. But, you know, I compared myself to these other girls in ministry, and I'm like, dang, like, what's wrong with me? You know, like, yeah. why am I not... Like I'm lacking or whatever, and I need like I need to stop comparing myself to others. You guys out there, you need to stop comparing yourself if you're not exactly like. <laughs> you in the just just so everybody knows, Kato's pointing the microphone right yes. now. You need to stop comparing yourself to others. It's so easy to be like, dang, I would do this. I would be like, I don't sing as good, or I still do this now. Like I suck at harmonies. I can't hit those notes. I'm not. I I don't have grace when I talk. I don't. So I would. I would like hate myself because I'm like, dang, I'm not like these other girls. I am not, I'm just not like them. And I need to remember that God's going to work with me in my time. And it's not a fight against each other. It's a fight against the enemy. And anytime we step closer to God, anytime we're trying our best to grow in that ministry, we're already fighting the enemy. We're, the enemy's defeated, first of all, period. period. The first enemy's defeated, but we need to be, you know, winning those souls. It's not about oh, man, this sister in Christ, she's won 10 souls, and I'm barely working on number one. Like, that's fine. Girl, you're working on number one. Like, you're you're trying. First of all, the fact that you worked on yourself and now you're in church trying to help others, like, that's so great. You know, we need to remember that it's not about, it's not you know, a competition. it's not a competition, right? It's just not. Our, our paths are different, and we need to remember that. And I struggle with that a lot. Yeah. But, yes, this for you, this for me. Yeah, don't that, compare yourself. To that's others. super important because I feel like something else that we can mention, just based off what you're saying, is uh, that parable, right? That um, that thing I forget what it is, the but the different, the yeah, with the different talents, talents right? Yeah, 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 that we all have different talents, and you know, some of us decide we have one and we know we have it, and instead of you know going out and you know making more, right, or you know going and investing that talent, right, for like in the parable, we decided to hide it. You know, we decided to hide and keep it to ourselves. Oh, well, I'm not going to show anybody about Jesus because this is mine. What if I show it to somebody else and I lose it, right? No. But what if I show it to someone else and they make fun of me? Well, that's true. That's another thing. But I feel like oh, I... Oh, you're talking No, no. But I think that that is another thing that, you know, we get nervous about what are other people going to say about me. They're going right. to call me the holy girl. Where they're going to make fun of me for only wearing skirts. You know, maybe if I don't wear makeup, I'm not pretty anymore. People are going to roast on me. You know, <laughs> different things. No, but... And I was, like, crying. <laughs> no, but honestly, there's so many different things that we could all be struggling with, right? Or, like, the moment I talk about... I feel like this happens to me all the time. The moment I start talking about Jesus everyone gets silent no one like i like killed the vibe mm. do you know what i mean like sometimes like i'm talking to people sometimes <laughs> i'm talking <laughs> sometimes i'm talking to like a group of people and then i'm like yeah man and i'm like god is good you know god really helped me with that and then they're all like silent like staring at each other like Ooh. but then uh, two seconds later they're like making fun of jesus yeah and i'm supposed to be okay with that but i feel like the one thing that i feel like is the most difficult like 
call me the holy girl, please. I'm holy, yes. Like, call me. He's like, God has called me to be holy. Yes, Thank call you. me a little prude. I mean, I can say that now that they, this because they say that to be prudent. What? I, I, I used to get called prude a lot in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I didn't even go to high school. I didn't, I didn't even go to high school, so prude? I don't know. Like, you're such a prude. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like grandma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got called a lot of things in high school, but I mean, <laughs> I was bullied. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I was just, I felt I like, you were. no, no, I, I wasn't, I don't want them to hear it and think that I didn't like them as my friends, but I definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely like, but I felt like during that time, like the pastor would be Pastor Jaime. He said, "Be prudent." So when they called me, that I was like, "Period, that's what I am." So thank you. I'm a what? Tell me something. But when they like all get really silent and awkward, and like I like kill the vibe. Like I am a people pleaser. <laughs> We're talking for too long, dang. I'm a people pleaser. I'm a people pleaser to the max. So. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! Duh. I'm just freaking laughing, dude. I'm freaking All right, I'm a people pleaser to the max. <laughs> so when I kill the vibe, like I'm like, dang, that sucks. Because I want to be the person that makes everyone laugh. Or I want to be the person that makes everyone like. They look at me and they're like, dang, she's she's, she's a, good a cool time. girl. She's yeah, a cool girl. I like her. Yeah, like I want them to think that when they like hang out with me. But the moment like I kill the vibe. And I'm talking about Jesus, but I kill the vibe, and then they're like, ooh, and it's like awkward silence, and then we, they probably like awkwardly change a topic or something, or I'm like, I don't know, like I'm talking about my journey with God, and they want to like automatically start talking about something else. That makes me really uncomfortable, because I'm like, dang, like, oh God, I killed the vibe, they don't like me anymore. And I want them to like me, because I want them to know that Jesus is great, and they should get closer to him. But it's a real struggle, and I don't know if maybe other of you guys feel that way. But I feel like that's what I struggle with me currently the most because I feel like in high school, you do feel awkward wearing skirts and you do feel awkward, you know, not following that. I mean, even, even at our age right now, a lot of people still feel like that way. That's true. But it's because honestly, I feel like in high school, it's so hard. Like me even walking into high school, I get the anxiety back. Like I feel like high school, it's another level. And every single one of you going through high school right now, middle school, just my heart's out for you guys. It's difficult. It's difficult. It's another level. And... Um, you just you just gotta push through it. Like Anna said, you feel like that's your whole life. Yeah. You feel like you're never gonna get past that. And time. You feel like it's never gonna change, and it, it is. Life is so much yeah. different after high school. You just gotta push through it, and then you're gonna end up finding that no one cares about high school after high school's over. No one cares. No one cares if you were the you know captain of the cheerleading squad. Actually, no one cared in my high school. But no one cares if you're you know most popular in high school. No one cares at all. They don't care. They care about your personality. So you got to show that love of Jesus Christ. And even if you make those awkward pauses, Carolina, you know, make people uncomfortable. It is what it is. You got to talk about Jesus. But obviously don't shove it down their throats. Like they're talking about something. You're like, I'm going to pray for you. Actually, that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I talked so long for that one. All right. This is a fun question. Question. The fun one. All right. <laughs> what is a song recommendation you have to our listeners out here 
Okay, my favorite song at the moment that I pull up all the time and I'm like, dang, this is so good. No matter, I'm going to be 99 listening to this song, to be honest. No, I'm going to be 99 years oh. old still listening to this song. <laughs> Imagine I'm gonna be, yeah, I'm gonna Sorry. be. Mm? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be talking too long. But anyways, so my favorite, <laughs> no, my favorite song that I really like, and I'm gonna like it until I'm 110, <laughs> is "He Is Lord" by the MOP. Oh, that one's so good. I love that song. If I only had to bring it to one, that's one that I listen to all the time. That's a good one. Alright. <laughs> My song recommendation for this podcast is Joy by Eddie James. You put that song on, I'm gonna be at 110%. Like I'm gonna be I'm in a bad mood, I'm automatically in a good mood the moment that song comes on. He kills it, dude. The guy in the song kills you. I can see me. It's yeah, no, it's really good song. I like that song a lot too. <laughs> so <laughs> the verse of today's podcast, you know, we're talking about how we are chosen. We are chosen people by God. So go ahead on up. All right, so 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may claim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into the, his marvelous light. Period. So that's just a reminder, guys. In your growth in ministry, remember we are chosen. We are chosen specifically by Christ. And yes, that's a very good verse to remember when you're struggling, you're not sure if you should be in ministry you should because you're chosen hand-picked by jesus christ himself period all right that concludes our podcast we thank everyone for listening um thank you for staying to the end it was a journey but you made it so i appreciate you thank you for listening <laughs> please make sure to just send us any questions that you have maybe on this particular podcast or any topics you would like us to discuss in the future um, Ana Rosa is going to be maybe a recurring guest, or maybe this is her one and only time. We'll see how she feels about it. But we will have other guests come in and out. I'm going to be your main host. Get used to this voice because it's all you got. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to the Apple Podcast Instagram. <laughs> Go ahead and follow us on applejuice.podcast on Instagram. Make sure to leave a follow. Uh, Click that bell button. For, I'm just kidding. That's YouTube. Oh, you didn't post on YouTube. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. There's a bell for Instagram. Yeah. Oh, dang. Um, but yes, just, you know, rate us if you want to. If it's a bad rate, don't do it. Got a sensitive, don't do it, please. I'm just kidding. It's my, I take it. Not well, but I'll take it. All right, on the next episode, we have great, more content, more juicy, apostolic content for you guys. Make sure to come back for your refill when we post again on the Apple Juice Podcast. Thank you. God bless. Goodbye.